Nah, screw it, I'm not gonna sing this. Welcome to Failing Upwards Forever. Welcome everyone to the third episode of our podcast, Failing Upwards Forever. I'm your co-host, Tina. Uh, I'm your other co-host, Azim. And we start off today's episode with an apology because I believe in our last episode, we made grand plans of all the different episodes that were going to come out, all the different topics that we were going to discuss, med school applications, interviews, and the time has just really run away with us. Isn't that right? I think this was more of a you problem, Tina. I very vividly remember asking when we're going to be recording and you said after my midterm at least three times. Um, so I put that out there. You know, it takes two to tango. Uh, so we do apologize for a lack of consistency with uploading. What are some factors that contributed to that, do you think? I think it's been tough. I don't know. I think like trying to figure out schedules and trying to line that's been a little bit annoying. Also, I think our schedules are just a little bit out of whack um, with when exams start and end. Yeah. Um, there's just a misalignment there. And so when I'm busy, Tina's not busy. When Tina's not busy, I'm busy. It just doesn't. I think it's more like out. we're just both busy all the time. Are you ever yeah, not maybe. busy? <laughs> I mean, yesterday I watched like three movies. It was really good. Wait, what three movies did you watch? So this is one movie. Um, it was called American History X. Okay, that sounds boring. What's the other? It was actually really good. Um, it was called Upgrade. Uh, it was like a sci-fi movie. It was kind of like one of those silly, just super action-packed sci-fi movies. But then towards the end, it had really like a really good ending, which I which I kind of okay. enjoyed. Okay. Um, and then the third movie I watched was called um, Platform. Well, you watched Very, three movies in one day? Within like five hours at night, yeah. Without like getting distracted? Like that takes a lot of focus actually, watching three movies. No, That's was... really impressive. Thank you. Thank you. Because um, I tried watching yeah, a movie I... the other day and I was like, movies are so long. <laughs> like... No, no. I, you know, when it comes to absolutely wasting my time and not doing anything productive, I am mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. at doing that. Like I'm so focused at doing absolutely nothing. But when it comes to actually studying and stuff, that's my focus cause. kind of dips. You can't you can't win at everything, right? Like you only can do so much. And so I don't know. I just I've just been trained to be really focused when I'm wasting my time, but not be so focused when I'm being productive. And it's just this is one of those things I've never been able to really master. But you know, I hope to change that. It's so funny you mentioned that because actually this episode is sponsored by absolutely wasting all your time on things that don't matter so we'd like to thank our sponsor for that but speaking of um so the topic that we wanted to talk about he was just losing it no that was just really cringe <laughs> that's why, that's why I, I was cringing at you that's what i was doing well nothing unusual then um mm -hmm. but seriously speaking of you know um we had a goal. We had a goal to like upload or record maybe every week or every other week. Definitely failed to meet that goal. But I would say that falls within the theme of the podcast. I think we should just try to record every month from now on. So personally, yeah. we, should, we should set for ourselves. So that's a lesson in and of itself is setting reasonable expectations and goals, which we failed to do. All about that. 
Um, so Tina, how are you doing? How's second year going? Oh, it's going. <laughs> I think it's been better than first year. I think you kind of have more of a grasp on how to manage your time. I mean, it's very ironic that I'm saying that given what we just talked about, but you do have a little bit more of a grasp on it. Have a little bit more of a grasp on what's expected of you, the typical like different aspects of medical school that all seemed like kind of really foreign last year. And they were kind of like all thrown at you at once, like communications, physical exam, small groups, large groups, medium-sized groups. So just being more comfortable with that has been good. And the content has been some of like some blocks were very very interesting and then others were not so much so there was highs and lows um so it's been a solid 7.2 out of 10 I would say very very exact what what are some things that went well uh I think as as always I think like the clinical experiences are probably the most fun parts of school um So we have like longitudinal clinical experience here, which is like monthly family med shadowing at the same clinic. Um, So I've had a lot of good experiences there because I think I'm a little more engaged this year because I actually kind of know what's going on because last year was more so like shadowing. But I think this year you can kind of be a little more engaged, think about what's the next thing that the physician's going to do? How would I manage this? And they ask you questions and you can answer them more competently. So that's been good being able to like apply skills. And then I think the other thing that's nice is at least with my experience, like sometimes the physician sends me in ahead of the time to talk to the patient while they, you know, either help other patients or like catching up on stuff. Um, And so I actually get like quite a bit of time to talk to them. And a lot of the times um, they'll say like, oh, it's nice being able to chat for like a longer period of time. And so to just kind of talk with the patient for a longer time than they might expect. And sometimes you find interesting things about them. Like sometimes they feel a little more heard than usual. You can make like a good connection. Um, so that's been really fun. Like I'd, I'd say that was, that's been a highlight. Um, and then something that's been not so fun. Um, I never really asked you that, but yeah, what's been, what's, what has been going well? Oh, wh- why don't you say your highlight and then, and then we'll go into the downside. No, no, we can talk about you. That's okay. This is my show after all. So. <laughs> um, I'd say a downside was pretty much like our entire like MSK block. Um, yeah, I remember it was we just, were struggling with that. It was challenging. Every time I messaged you, every time I messaged, messaged you during the month of January, I was like, Tina, how's it going? What's What's been new? You're like, don't talk to me. I'm busy with MSK. <laughs> don't perceive me right now. <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, and to be I'd... fair, it's a difficult block, but you you ended up doing really well in it. Oh, no. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Why was it so difficult? Like, what? How, how'd you get through that? It was just hard. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just not used with to With flying colors. How'd you, how'd you get through with flying colors with how difficult it was? I think, like, maybe a lot of it was, like, me just, like, putting pressure on myself. Not necessarily, like, I think a lot of the times I would be scared that things might not go well, but they would go like, well, but not like amazing. But I think it's just like the block was a different way of thinking. It was like really physical exam heavy. Um, It was really like, there's a lot of like surgery involved, like, you know, fractures kind of just blew my mind. Um, Just because it was really hard to think about how you would approach it as like a generalist or like someone who doesn't have specialization in MSK. And oh my gosh, so many muscles to learn all those tendons and nerves and 
there was like two anatomy labs a week, which is not what I'm used to. And Azim's flexing right now just to show that he has an expert, expert in understanding of muscles. What's the longest muscle in the body? Isn't What's, it? What the is it? The longest muscle? Yeah, I'm asking you a trivia question. Isn't it the, uh, it's the muscle that goes from, is it the longest muscle? Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, since you were flexing, you know, I thought you could flex <laughs> your anatomy knowledge. Wait, is it the, uh, I actually don't know. What is it? I, th- I feel like you have a guess at the tip of your tongue. I mean, I, I do, but I, I don't. Is it like I was thinking about the uh, one of the hamstring muscles or one of the quad muscles? Mm-hmm. In that general area. In that general area. Yeah. Is it the sartorius? Yes. Is it? Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> wow. You get a gold star. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Azim is a resident expert here on muscles, not me, mm. in case anyone was wondering. But yeah, I'd say that was a highlight and not so great part was uh, MSK block, but we got through it. Yeah. What about you? Nice. I think one of the highs has definitely been the spiral curriculum. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't think I'd be an advocate for it, but it works. Really? Yeah, like I really so enjoyed it because I don't think you liked it that much last year. Like what changed? No, it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> it annoyed me because it felt like we were just learning a whole bunch of just random things. Because mm-hmm. like we started in first year, we started with pregnancy. And then the next thing was like infectious disease. And the next thing was like some hard thing. And I'm just I'm just sitting there just thinking, we're they're not related at all. We're just being taught completely random things. Mm-hmm. But then it's so weird because when you came back in second year and you actually have like a decent knowledge from first year, whenever you get reintroduced to different things. So like in, you know, the first week that we did when we came back in term two was um, like angina and ACS or acute coronary syndrome. Mm-hmm. And then we, we'd already done hypertension. We had like, we had it's like a few other heart blocks as well. Like I think two or three weeks of heart stuff before coming to this. And so I think from doing those three weeks and coming back here, like all of the anatomy that you do again is just re-solidified mm-hmm. all of the understanding the way, like the physiology works of the heart. Cause the heart physiology doesn't really change. It's just like your applications of it changes, right. When you're thinking of acute coronary syndrome versus hypertension, but all the basic like hemodynamics, the, the preload, afterload, mm-hmm. contractility, all the stuff that Starling's law, Oh, uh, please stop, <laughs> <laughs> But it, it doesn't really change. And so I think when you kind of do it over and over again, it, it re-solidifies it. Um, and so when you have kind of have to come back to it, it doesn't seem all that daunting because you already did the daunting part in your first year. And then when you do it in second year, it's not as daunting. And yeah. then hopefully when you go into clerkship and you have to re-review it because let's be real, I'm probably going to forget a lot of things when mm-hmm. I go into clerkship. Um, when I have to review things, it won't be as daunting. So I think trusting that spiral which every single one of my instructors has told me to do, which I have not done until this very moment, I think is something that I found really exciting because um, going forward, I have a lot more confidence in my ability to just remember things. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that big takeaway, I think, has been um, a big plus for me. And wow. So, so you are publicly stating your support for the spiral curriculum. I, Azim Ahmed, on the record, would like to state that I support the spiral curriculum that UBC has created. Cross your heart, hope to die. Well, I guess if you commit something, you got to go all the way. So yes. Mm -hmm. Go big or go home. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that. I think even though we don't have a spiral curriculum, like I think I echo some of your 
feelings about how things are just more solidified in second year, right? Mm -hmm. It's like um, the approach to history taking, for instance, like I think is something that we've had a lot of practice with. So it kind of comes naturally now or how you would structure a physical exam. Like we keep coming back to these concepts like over and over. So it's kind of like solidified. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You could take a killer history right now. I think if someone trusted me right now, I'd probably end up killing them. But no, I, I, I take a killer history right now. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I'm glad to hear that you're liking the spiral curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. Um, yeah. I think that one thing that has been really frustrating for me is, is I think trying to figure out what I want to do. And I think that's always going to be one of those mm-hmm. things. But I think, I mean, I've been, I think I've been it's important to emphasize lot. that Azim does tend to change his mind a lot. And I like ever since. I've known him like this has been and I feel like we talked about this in a previous episode yeah where yeah, in undergrad yeah. like one day you're like physio and then you're like dent and then you're like med and then you're like dent again and then you're like I'm gonna I, go I to think, Pakistan well, for two years and volunteer <laughs> I think the whole med versus dent thing was very much a product of me not being fully confident I'd ever get into med mm-hmm. even like me getting in this year was a big surprise or last year was a big surprise so but I think this one's a little bit more um, it was a late surprise it was a two days yeah notice kind of surprise yeah but the best one yeah but i but i think this so this like flip floppy thing is is very much a product of not having much experience in some fields Mm -hmm. like i haven't explored surgery yet unless anesthesia i feel like it's very public knowledge within my classmates that i really like anesthesia as well as with you um and whoever i kind of talk to i I quite enjoy um, the idea of anesthesia but i also really enjoy the idea of family I like the idea of emerge. And I think a lot of these specialties, because at least the way I look at it, it's becoming a little bit more competitive. And so mm-hmm. by the time you're in third year and it can be really challenging because if you go into third year without as much, um, I guess, insight into what you want to do. And then in third year, you finally decide that suppose you want to pursue um, a specialty like anesthesia or maybe another specialty that's a little bit more competitive trying to get all those extracurriculars and and research yeah. and all those things to mm-hmm. show that you're actually as passionate as you say you are can be really difficult because in your head, like, you know, an individual might really be passionate about, you know, anesthesia, um, just to take this for example, because that's what we're running with. But then if they decide super late in third or fourth year, maybe they don't have to, any time to choose electives. Maybe they won't have any time to do, you know, publish a paper or something yeah. or do any leadership activities and whatnot in that field. And that can make it quite difficult to actually get a match, not only the location you want, but also the specialty you want. And I think that's the cause of a lot of anxiety with medical students. Oh, like, for sure. Like, I need to figure out what I want to do right now yeah. because I need to get started on all the activities. And if I leave it too late, like, the chances are diminished. And I think to a certain extent, that is true. Like, everything you said is totally right right like if Mm -hmm. you have an idea what you want to do and it's solidified earlier on you have more time and time is like really precious and these like really short three or four years depending on what school you're in but I think also there are some people that you know in clerkship they like fall in love with specialty they never thought they could do and and then they match to it too and that's totally possible too but it's scary we're type a we're planners so we really want to have everything nailed down yeah I think like even beyond the the specialty of your choosing, I think one of the things that you also have to consider is is the location as well, mm-hmm. right? Like it'd be so ideal, like if I could live in BC for the rest of my life, um, 
I mean, maybe if he knows, who knows what will happen in the future, but then, you know, having a certain idea of where you want to live is super important. And if you have to maybe give that up to pursue the specialty you want, you know, sometimes that's the reality of the situation, but that can also be a, a, a bridge that you don't want to really cross until you have to. Yeah. And so I think that's also something that causes individuals a little bit of just, uh, oh, this is just on my mind, like at least for me. Yeah. I and mean, so like we I met think... up over winter break. We wanted to record a podcast, but both of us forgot our mics yeah. and our... <laughs> before we came home. So that's kind of sad. Um, yeah. But yeah, we met up to like get food and then uh, Azim was really kind of discouraged and like kind of confused about what's going on and what he wants to do. And I'm like, it's okay. You don't need to know at this point. But like, no matter how much someone says that to you, like if you yourself are still feeling. No, you're not going to believe it, right? (laughs) And you didn't believe me. No, I didn't believe her. (laughs) You were like, that's nice. (laughs) And it's it's kind of those things about doing like this almost CBT kind of game in your head, like playing that devil's advocate and like trying to convince you of otherwise. But I feel like for some individuals, like if you just believe your thoughts, you can throw it in as many counter arguments as you want. But Funny you mentioned CBT, come back to that. like CBT, like psychiatrists really seem to love CBT. That's <laughs> what I'm yeah. learning in psych block right now. It's yeah. CBT yeah. for everything. CBT is gold standard for depression. I think anxiety as well. First line. Mm-hmm. It's what um, we've been taught. To moderate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's, so that's been one of those things that's been really discouraging and, and really putting a a damper on those things because I feel like I'm not sure how it would be set up but just trying mm-hmm. to set up the curriculum in a way where students had like a fair chance to pursue the specialties that they wanted to mm-hmm. maybe even if like they did a generalized IM residency like all students had to before declaring yeah. something like family or NS or surgery or mm-hmm. whatever um, because I think those years would be very valuable rather than saving it to like a little bit later you know mm-hmm. um, but, but you uh, have a new interest Yes, I do. I think yeah, we were it, on the phone yesterday and you were like, I figured it out, Tina. I figured out what I wanted. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we'll see how long this I think, I think honestly, it's, a, it's I think it's honestly a good thing that like I have a new interest and I'm a little bit less gung-ho about what I wanted to do originally because I think it leads me to like go into clerkship with an open mind and, and truly fully experience myself because at mm-hmm. this point, I really don't know what I want to do. Yeah, And I think that's the approach I should have. At least that's what from talking to a lot of uh current yeah. residents and doctors, I've heard the exact the same thing yeah like with an open mind yeah and just uh trust that trust that the path will open itself up to you and and you'll you'll find what you want you'll find your niche mm-hmm. and so and so I think that's the attitude that I'm going, going in with and that's that's what's important yeah I agree yeah I've heard like go into each like rotation as if you plan to specialize in that rotation and that's the way to like get the most out of that experience too Mm -hmm. i imagine that might make it a little more stressful too but um balance as always we love to say on this podcast balance is important and all things um i agree though it's like very challenging having to think about what you want to do for the rest of your life um and something me and azima talked about before too is like I'm getting like kind of more and more interested in family med, like as I do LCE and get more exposure to it. But like originally LCE. LCE yeah. LCE, that's that's okay. our yeah. Um, but I'm still really interested in peds too, but I haven't gotten as much exposure to peds outside of like some shadowing, which I did enjoy. Um, so it's like it's a big decision, you know, it's like the population you're gonna be working with forever. Like by making a choice, you close the door on other choices. So mm. Ah, 
Yeah, no, it is really interesting. And I think um, one thing to also keep in mind when making these decisions is like um, the amount of school you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? that's the important. length of residency. Um, like I've heard for a Location, lot of- fellowships yeah. possibly. Yeah, like I've heard for a lot of surgery mm-hmm. programs, like you need fellowships, like you need additional training, like yeah. PhD. if you want to work with like a that. big center as well, you may need more fellowships as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, market saturation, all these um, things that like, it doesn't, it, it becomes less simple than just like, what but at I the same do? time, it's not that simple, right? It, it is that simple. Just follow your heart and like. But yeah, but you're right. It is though. A it's more like, complicated are that. you going to have like a support system in that city that you choose mm-hmm. to move to? Like, are you going to, how are you going to survive for like four or five years in that place? Like, can you imagine yourself being in various places? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is very much a, a, a result of just, I feel like this generation thinking versus, I don't know if you ever heard that. It's like when, when doctors tell you back in my day, you know, I used to do this and this, I used to work in the biggest rural center and yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'm not sure if people like current doctors or, or anything, whatever, like thought about, they're just like, you know, I get whatever I get, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you know. saying like, we're like very Gen Z and we're like, oh, I want to have my cake and eat it too kind of thing. Like we want all the best. I've never heard that outcome. before. Have my cake and eat it too. You've never heard of that before? I've never heard that saying before. That's, that's, that's interesting. A very common but, saying. but, but I think, I think I am. I'm not sure. I'm just putting that idea out there. Um, I think we definitely love to overanalyze. And like nowadays mm-hmm. that we have like internet and we can kind of like read all the stats on like the yeah. CARMS website, which every med student knows is a scary place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you read the stats and you'll freak you read the stats. Out. Yeah. And I think it's very um, topical that we're discussing this because fourth years, I think, are interviewing right now for their CARMS. Ah, <laughs> I can't believe that's going to be us like so soon. In two years. I mean, I can't even believe we're starting clerkship this year, like in mm-hmm. 2023. We're released. Yeah. <laughs> and this hospital. time two years ago, Tina and I were both stressing about interviews. Oh, wow. Yeah. We were like getting up at 7 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday and yeah. practicing. And, and, then- and now we have the privilege of recording at night when we're fully functional, not at and 7 And honestly... Today is February seventh. My interview last in the my my interview last time was on February seventh as well. Yours wow. was on the sixth. Remember? Wow. I actually I don't I don't remember me. what day it was. You were one day before me. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And look at us now. Or no, one week before me because you were on the thirty first. Yeah, I think I so. You seven. were like the very last one. Hey. I was middle. Oh, then I was first. That doesn't sound like me. No, you were seven. Sorry, you were, you're right. You were seventh. I was, I think, 14th or something. Yeah. After yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was on the last Oh my gosh, day. do you have any Valentine's Day plans? I mentioned do I? February 14th. Yeah. Valentine's Day is the 13th, is it not? Oh my gosh. What is wrong with you? No, Wait, it's it the, the 14th? 14th. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I thought it was the 13th for some reason. This is a public apology to Azim's partner. He does not know when Valentine's Day is, but we've cleared it up. You should be expecting chocolate and flowers on that day. I want to do something so basic. For a fact. She knows that. But do I have any plans? Well, I think, well, I'll be going because I'm having surgery actually this week. Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. How did you end up in this situation where you need surgery? So, end of November, I tore my ACL playing basketball as one does yeah i mean if there's one thing i learned from msk acl tears 
Very, very common. Yeah, they are. And you know, all the great athletes go through them. And um, they, <laughs> well, Derek Rose, Clay Thompson, you know, um, just so many big name athletes who are, you know, bona fide stars mm-hmm. uh, in their respective just like days. You. In the NBA. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, what I'm going to be telling my kids one day is like, I would have made it to the NBA, but mm-hmm. then tore but my medicine ACL. was your calling. No, actually. I tore my ACL. <laughs> okay. And you were going to do both. You were going to be a doctor and be I was going to become part time doctor, part time NBA athlete. Right. Um, okay. But then I tore my ACL. Didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I, I remember correctly, ACL tears are caused by um, kind of like a twisting motion. Or like jumping and landing. You know what's in so a bad funny? way? What? We learn about all this stuff. So when I tore my ACL, we were actually doing um ACL tear week. That's so like hilarious. We were doing ACL tear week that week, and I tore my ACL that week. That's so funny. The that is so unfortunate. You have no idea how unfortunate that is, and it happened to me. That's like, wild. <laughs> and so during that, so I remember when I tore tore it, exact like that mechanism of injury that we learn in school, exactly yeah. the same thing happened to me. Like I was, I planted, I yeah. twisted, I heard a pop. Wow. Like you heard, heard a pop too. Yeah, no, I That's felt like that in pop every case. Was, it's like they yeah, heard a pop, I, but they're not yeah. sure exactly what it was. I was, I was so confused. I was like, pop what? And then I felt it. And I was like, this is what they mean. And as soon as I felt it, I'm just like, yeah, I think I tore my ACL. Like it was the most classic mechanism of injury planted. There was rotational force, non-contact, um, and heard the pop and I was like, yeah, I'm done. And it was, was super interesting because it's an isolated ACL tear. Cause usually that doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Usually ACL yeah. is accompanied by meniscus tear or something like that, but it was an MCL. You know, oh, MCL. Sorry. Yeah. No, no both. Yeah. Meniscus MCL. and MCL. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the ungrateful but all yours are, are unbroken, pure. Untouched. Yeah, they were fine. They were, they were, un, they were not, uh, they're not torn. So I'm having my, in, I'm having my surgery on Friday. And then my parents are coming down on Sun on Friday as well to help me out. And I think I might go back with them mm-hmm. um, just to rest up um, while I'm in the care of someone else, because I'm honestly not sure what to expect from the surgery. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if, if someone else is also there with me, I'll feel a little bit more safe for that week. And then after that, I'll, I'll come back to Kelowna to continue to continue school. Yeah, everyone. Have Azim in their thoughts. He's about to have ACL surgery. Everyone, we wish two people you... listening to this podcast. No, <laughs> you, will, you know what? That's a mistake we made with our first episode. We assumed only two people would be listening. We gave them shout outs and then everyone got mad at us because they didn't get <laughs> shout outs. So we're not going to make that mistake again. Everyone yes. who is listening, you are valuable yes. and we're giving you all shout outs. Um, yeah, so so that's going on. And so I'm a little bit nervous for it, but I think it'll end but up it'll being be okay. Great. And then it'll, Honestly, you'll really have the knee of sixteen-year-old. Yeah. Hopefully not. I feel my knees are a little stronger now, but clearly not. My ACL is not. Not. But at I moment. think it's it's so weird because all these things that we learned, like if you brace, you know, your ankles, you're more at risk of ACL surgery mm-hmm. or more at risk of ACL tears. I was wearing ankle braces when it happened. Wow. And so just kind of funny listening to risk, risk factors, and then I've been working. That's with called the an immersive too. learning experience. Yeah, you're learning by doing. And yeah. being performed all the all the upon. all the like that week, I just kind of wrote off because everything that happened after, all the imaging, all the steps when I talked to the surgeon, I was learning on the job. I didn't need oh, to yeah. study for that exam. You're basically just, shadowing. Uh, yeah. Exactly. You should and ask so, if you can wash your own surgery. I think they might let me. That's I'll do it. my own. I'll ask the anesthetist. Can I do my own intubation? Is that possible? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so 
so I have that going on. So that'll be really interesting. And I'm looking forward to just doing the prehab, the, the rehab now or post-surgery rehab after the surgery on Friday. And it'll take me about six months, but I really hope to be back on the court as soon as and I can. And maybe the NBA, who knows? No, it's still in my, it's still in my uh, life plan. Uh, life plan. Yeah. yeah. So graduate at 27 and then mm-hmm. make it to the NBA at 32. Uh, play for about a year, win a championship, win the most valuable player, win the rookie of the year, win the defensive player of the year. Um, just all in one year, be the first player to do that, then retire right after that because just retire while you're on top and mm-hmm. just call it a call it a call it a and year. Just practice once a week just so you stay sharp, you know, practice medicine and go on trips. Well, no, the the re- the, the the thought is anytime an injury happens on the court, I just treat it. You just tre- so. you're also the team doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like the first of just doing everything, you know, mm-hmm. MVP, DPOI, just everything, and and seeing yeah. where it takes me. And you know, I might not have liked MSK Block, but you know what? Actually, a highlight of MSK Block was we got a lot of lectures from the Edmonton Oilers' team doctor. Isn't that That's wild? Cool. That's and he's cool. such a cool dude. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And you yeah. are, in, you know, based on your Tim Hortons. Uh, yeah. So thing, for you are everyone, an Edmonton Oilers fan. For everyone who doesn't know, I have gotten no very into hockey. <laughs> people know. I've been telling people. That's actually very true. When you won, you called me and you were like, you didn't have any faith in me. And I won in your face. I got to go study. Bye. That was, <laughs> a, that was, that I was, was like, was okay, goodbye. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Tim Hortons has this thing where every day you can predict like three players that might score. Like they give you three lists of players. Like the first one is like really good players. And then the second and then the third, it's like maybe mostly defense and stuff like that. But yeah, so you can pick based on the players they give you. And if you get it right, if you get at least one player right seven days in a row, you get a week of free coffee from Tim Hortons. And again, everyone who knows me knows I have a massive coffee addiction ever since starting medical school. So uh, yeah, I managed to like guess seven days in a row correctly and I won that. And it was one of the biggest highlights of my life. But I didn't do it alone. I had a lot of help from friends who are lifelong Oilers fans. Um, okay, that's BS. You had a lot of help from <laughs> online websites where you just searched up and who's also the best online player on websites. this team. Yes, um, NHL.ca. Yeah, <laughs> call, call it how call it like how it is. Call it how it is. Um, yeah, and then I learned that there's a lot of players that are really good, like Connor McDavid, the star of the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> and then I learned if I have to pick like from the Canucks, like Elias Peterson is like a good player. Elias Peterson, not yeah. Elias. <laughs> oh, my. I think. I think Tim Hortons should revoke this. <laughs> You've already taken advantage of it, but they should have revoked it. You lied. Um, I'm also, I also think uh, Drysidel from the Oilers. What's his first name? What's his first Ryan. name? Ryan. No, it's not. Okay, it's Ryan McLeod. And then what's Drysidel's? Leon oh, Drysidel. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, well, clearly I'm, I'm, not, new, to this, the... I'm new to the sport of hockey. Oh but Lord. again, I've had a lot of good support from like my roommate and my friends here who are very a lot better hockey fans than I am but nevertheless we made it I got my free week of coffee and then I called Azim and he was actually kind of like pissed he was like what the fuck like you're just going online and searching the place that doesn't mean that you know hockey that's cheating I feel like getting a getting a reward for something you don't actually know that that's cheating I think it's persistence 
It's perseverance, and I oh. enjoyed my coffee so much that week because it was free, and I love free things. Save it for carbs, Tina. Save it for carbs. <laughs> but anyway, back to what are your Valentine's Day plans? Uh, honestly, not sure yet. Okay, I will be in uh, in mobile, mm-hmm. I think, and so I think uh, I think they'll probably just come down. To, because i'll be in vancouver so it'll be mm-hmm. good i'm not sure i'm not sure exactly what we're doing nice. um but at least now you I, know it's february 14th so you'll be ready yes i am planning on sending my parents out though because i feel like whenever they try to celebrate something they're just like let's celebrate as a family and i want to just like no mom Aww, you're, go you're celebrate gonna give them a long time that's so sweet i'm just gonna go send them out to dinner somewhere i'll buy them like one of those coupons that is like, so cute and just send them out i'm like go Oh, and I know for a fact Azim's mom is listening to this. So make sure that he actually follows through. She will be listening to this. She listens <laughs> to, yep. Um, that's awesome. I think yeah. for us, we'll probably just like, uh, like order food for each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. And then like watch a movie, get some snacks. Nice. That's pretty much what we did last year. Nice. Um, but I also have like a little Galentine's Day thing coming up too. Ooh. Yeah. So our our friends we decided we're going to do like a secret Santa kind of thing, but like secret admirer slash like secret Valentine. Um, mm. So yeah, like we're going to exchange gifts on Valentine's day at lunch. Oh, that's cute. So it's going to be really fun. Yeah. And I think I'm, the there's also a party happening too, like a Valentine's day party that one nice. of my classmates is hosting. So that's oh, going to nice. be fun. Not you know, bad. we have to celebrate the wins we can, right? The holidays. We have to celebrate love, right? To keep us going. Yes. You're saying yes, but your face is saying no. No, this is just a weird conversation. I don't know how we got here. <laughs> I love Valentine's Day. That's how we know. got here. Yes, yes. No, I'm excited. It'll be good. I'm excited to go, yeah. go back to Vancouver and everything. Um, um, But I think a good segue, too, into one of the things that was scheduled to talk about is we wanted to talk about balancing relationships, too. So what are your yeah. thoughts on, like, balancing relationships? Because it has been a really oh, busy, a really it's busy hard. year. Yeah. I think what's more, what's more difficult is, I think, um, just setting those boundaries um i think that's been challenging because i think boundaries in any relationship especially in long distance relationships are super important mm-hmm. um and i think to set those boundaries you have to know your partner and kind of understand your partner but it doesn't take away from the fact that um it can be really really shitty sometimes mm-hmm. because um of the distance yeah. and that's not just on one side it's on both sides and i think that's what makes it challenging because um it's a long year and as much as you know when you celebrate you know things suppose there's this valentine's party you're going to as great as it is it would be so much better at least in my opinion if you were there with you know your your partner yeah nothing like can make up for being in the same place at the same time which is something that we've taken for granted so far really like yeah it's really hard not being together it can be really shitty and i think balancing that can be super tough because it's so easy and you know as people get more busy it can be so easy to just put it on the back burner Mm -hmm. and I think trying to balance that and maintaining it as a priority um not taking the other person for granted and um respecting I guess that space that that is just there going Mm -hmm. with the ebbs and flows and setting and respecting boundaries, I think, is is a challenge that a lot of couples have to navigate. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. because most of my classmates are in long distance relationships. I'm not about, I'm not sure yeah. about yours. Um, and it can be tough. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think it's the reality of something that a lot of med students go through. It's definitely not a challenge that's unique to med students, but I but I feel like a lot of med students have to go through it just because of the reality of the situation. Because you get into med school, great, you're in, then you don't know where you're going to get a residency. You don't even know like where you get med school because you'll just go whoever, to whoever takes you. Yeah, right? it's so tough on the in, partners too because like, they have to go through it with you too. They got and... to accommodate. Yeah. It's super tough. But I think trying to find that balance where you're keeping them as a priority respecting your own relationships with other people in the classroom as well and like you know respecting those friendships and, and making time for them and uh obviously school that's a that's a you know a relatively somewhat you know big part of people's lives in med school um as well as your future career plans future aspirations like it can be a lot to balance but i think that's why it's so important for those boundaries to be set for the communication to happen um for the priorities to be made um, and, and it's a challenge. It'll always be a challenge. It's not the most ideal situation, but, um, you got to go through the ebbs and the flows and, and the ups and the downs, um, the, the highlights and lowlights, if you will, or, or if you want to get medical, um, the Q, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, the QRS complex. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of my thoughts. Cause we're, cause it's, it's, it's definitely been, um, it's definitely been like a really good learning experience. So I yeah, know, I think it's thoughts? like a life skill, right? For like, like two years. Yeah. So <laughs> and we thought it was hard back when uh, I went to UBC and he went to SFU. We were like, oh, the distance. Oh, the humanity. Oh, why? Why must we be separated in this way? Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, I'm not going to see him until June. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. All good. But yeah, I think also it like helps if you're both like even if your schedule isn't the same, if you're both equally busy, because I think, um, so he's on practicum right now, which is like basically clerkship for pharmacy students. So he's like so busy. And then I'm just, you know, you know how MSK was. I was like, hello, I won Tim's goodbye (laughs) to studies. So um, at least it's like, we're both busy and we can keep that in mind. And know that it's not because like for a lack of trying, but there just isn't that much time to be able to spend together. And it yeah. makes the time you do spend together more nice, just knowing that, you know, someone still supports you, even though they're going through a busy time of their own too. Yeah. And then like making plans, like Valentine's Day plans. And that's why I love to like celebrate things when they come up. Cause it's like, we already get so few opportunities to celebrate in this. For world. sure. So I'm like, yeah, let's make a thing of it. Valentine's Day. Um, And For yeah, sure. of course it's like, it doesn't end in med school, right? You know, like once you're working, you have to balance your patients, your family, mm-hmm. if you want to like start a family, your like parents and your friends. Finding balance is important. Both of our lives are like such chaos right now. So we're not exactly like <laughs> ones to be giving advice on this, but I think, yeah, we're trying, right? That's all you can do. Yeah. I think one other thing that you kind of um, had as well was this idea of doing a lot of like shared projects together. Like you, you mentioned that app. Yeah. Have you it downloaded it, it? Yeah. It's called we downloaded it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. There's also like, you can like set goals together and, and make plans together for, you know, times where you do have off. You can share that, your that... calendars with each other and then you can oh. see what they're up to during the day. That's fun. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, I miss my partner. I wonder where they are. Oh, they're in a communication session right now. That kind of thing. 
yeah 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 this like app that we're talking about it's for like couples like every day they'll ask you a question and you'll both answer it and then once you've both answered then you can see each other's answers and like discuss it and compare it it's just like a fun Mm -hmm. little thing that you do every day and you can like stay connected my friend like christine recommended it to me because like she does it and yeah it's been really fun Mm -hmm. yeah have you been doing it every day Mm -hmm. yes yes isn't Um, that just a fun little thing to look forward to it is I think beyond like just relationships with your significant other, it's also relationships with friends or friendships that are equally as important. Yeah. Um, during winter break, Azim was like, Tina, do you think we're drifting apart? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't think so. But here's the thing. Sometimes you need to be congruent in your communication methods. And Azim and I are so incongruent in our communication methods because I'm a big texter. I love to text. If you text me, I will like read it right away and I'll send you yeah. a paragraph response. But Azim loves to talk on the phone. I'm a, Yeah. And as a socially anxious person, I need to meditate before I talk on the phone with anyone. Do you actually? Meditate? Like, do you actually, like, think about it, like, before picking up my phone? Yeah. I'm like, do I have the capacity to take this phone huh. call at this moment? Yeah. Because sometimes no, you, so many you don't. <laughs> no, well, I'm also a very, very busy person, of course. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. yeah, no, I know that. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes, like, people, phone calls, it's just, like, I don't know, a draining experience. But usually talking to Azim, it's. It, it lifts me up it's it's a fun time but yeah, before i answer the call i have to i have to think about that but yeah no, that's um, fair. but azim is a very like talk on the phone kind of person and so mm-hmm. when i text him maybe in two days i'll get a response if i'm lucky depends yeah. on the day. <laughs> yeah yeah which i don't understand you have your phone all the time why can't you just answer I... not to call you <laughs> That's no, that's a good question. It's because when you because, pick up like, a phone call, you're like committing to like talking to that person for an amount of time. But a text, like you can just shoot that off, man. So this is gonna be really interesting. Yeah. But I feel like texting is a little bit more labor intensive than calling. For you, really? Yeah. That's yeah, so yeah. interesting. Like Why? I have to actually like type out something as opposed to just talking. Like I have to use more muscles. But you're all about <laughs> the muscles. <laughs> what? You're all about the muscles. Yeah, but, you know, I like to give them a rest sometimes. Right. You know? Yeah. That's I'd really rather... interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also and... easier to misinterpret what people are saying over text, too. Oh, 1,000%. Like, when people yeah. don't put exclamation 1, points in their text, I'm like, why do you hate me? That. I'm so yeah, you sorry. <laughs> yeah, you read into that. Oh, yeah, 1,000%. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And we both, ha- we, we have, like, do you ever have friends who, like, put periods after their texts? No. Guru but... puts periods after his texts. I don't think I've talked to Guru in a while. No, he but when, happy yeah. message. shout out to Gura. <laughs> <laughs> you owe Azim a reply to the happy birthday message. Actually, he commented yeah. on my B-reel today. Oh, nice. That's another thing. I keep trying to convince Azim to get B-reel. And Azim's like, happening. Tina, you're such a loser. Why do you have B-reel? It's but not, B-reel is the happening. hottest new app these days. All the kids never are happening. on it. No, All my I'm classmates okay. are on it. It's such a good I'm time. Okay. You're like, oh, what am I doing right now? Um, oh, I'm at I'm the gym. 1, Oops. B-reel okay. caught me at the gym. It's never happening. <laughs> never happening never i mean happening. it happened you had it yeah and i realized that i was just like what am i doing and then sharing a real moment of your day no. with your fellow friends and colleagues no i'm okay i've been I'm consistently okay. be reeling and when i went home over the holidays i like sat my parents down i'm like i'm gonna show you a picture from every day of my life since september and they're like what is going on <laughs> that's so funny yeah they didn't that, get I, it i don't think they would i don't think they would I think everyone should get Be Real. No, uh, this, uh, <laughs> this podcast is also sponsored by Be Real. Oh uh, my God. An app that does not have a great interface, but a 
it's still a good time. Anyways. <laughs> and that's another way we could stay connected, Azim. If you posted a B-reel every day, I'd have so much of a better idea of what was going on with you, what you were doing every day. How are you making this my fault? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. But anyway, we were talking about staying close in friendships. Yeah, it's hard when you don't have the same communication style, but we make it work, right? We have a podcast, so there's that. We're communicating yeah, well, no, we so much right now. We make it work. Um, this is our third episode, guys. <laughs> we make it work. Yeah. I think that another another thing besides like, I think realizing your communication style, like I think in any relationship, I think understanding your own communication style is like easily one of the most important things. Cause I think in any relationship, whether it be with your, with your, um, with your girlfriend or boyfriend or, or with your, your parents or with your friends, um, communication is always key. And I think more than communication, it's like two things, empathy and vulnerability mm-hmm. more than just being, um, because I think like, it's really easy to become a little bit like defensive and things like that. But I think like... Um, and you get defensive your, a lot. I, I do. I do. It's something I've been working on, Tina. Something I've been yeah. working on. You have. You have. And I've um, seen improvement. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think like, you know, when your parents are just like, oh, this is like when you're, you're, you're home and then, you know, you get talked a certain way, it's really easy to just become defensive, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Or even with your friends. Like, what do you mean by that, bro? And like really like come across with a harsh tone and things like that. But I think... Mm-hmm. working with that vulnerability and just understanding like if I do feel defensive it's because something inside me was kind of triggered or mm-hmm. I'm scared of something yeah and trying to understand what that something is, is it can go a long way and I think when you kind of do that it makes communication just so much easier yeah so I think when that's you something heal your inner child and you think about why you react to things the way you do and so I think yeah so I think with my friendships relationships um my parents as well like trying to trying to unpack that's been a, a real learning point for me um in second year that I've that I've really you know started to do I think this past summer like starting this past summer to like now yeah it's been like a a really big thing but honestly like it'll it'll pay its dividends in the future because now every time like I feel a certain type of way like I'm always very active about being why do I feel this way you know yeah and I'm so proud of you for doing that I feel like you've come a really long way and like mm-hmm. from someone who's just like defensive and has a lot of emotions to like trying to understand your emotions and trying not to be reactive and being mature and and emotionally intelligent like oh I I, I think you've come a long way mm-hmm. well I mean you've known me since high school so yeah Although again, once once again, I have to reiterate, we didn't we didn't talk that much in high school. Yeah, we really didn't. I was <laughs> a lot cooler than you back in the no. <laughs> yeah, your picture was in the newspaper for basketball. That's a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. See, yeah. I, I was a big deal in basketball, but then the ACL injury. I was you know gonna be in the NBA. That's what the headline was. I was gonna yeah. Be the, in the what NBA, was it like but... the Port Moody Times? <laughs> <laughs> I think I still have that newspaper. Yeah, I mean, I would. I was in yeah. the newspaper when I was like seven, and I have that. For... For the for, for Canada, Canada Day, Day. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Oh, I remember. Good times, good times. Well, I think we've reached, you know, the end of what we wanted to talk about. Do you have any closing? Wait, have we? I thought it was other things. Oh, I got. Well, it's been it's been fifty minutes. I set a timer oh. this time. Oh, yeah. okay, nice. No, I think that's it. I I honestly think like second year second year has been really good. At least it's been a journey. Yeah, it's been really good so far for both of us. I think. Um, but I, I think, think I that... said this to my friend the other day. I was like. The highs have been higher and the lows have been lower. Yeah. No, it's real year. though. It's so real. 
Yeah. It's so real. Yeah. But any okay, any closing thoughts? Anything you have on your mind that you wanted to say to me? Because we're probably not gonna talk for like six days after this because you know, by the time I text you <laughs> three days. Yeah, by the time I call you, you'll pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time we connect again, it's gonna be like well, no, honestly, like I'm really because I know you have your clerkship track selection going on, which yeah. is super exciting. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I hope you get the track that you want. Yes, thank you. Me too. But uh, apparently, it doesn't matter. We'll all succeed no matter what we get. But it really doesn't. Yeah, I'm excited, and I'm excited to learn more to see what it is I actually want to do with my life. So yeah, I think I think the opening of Family Med Clinic together is still on the table. Oh my god, can you imagine me? as like main guy you as like the peds person and we can and continue then, to make our podcast and then adrian as a pharmacist yeah have we'll a, have, we a have a whole cast thing, of characters the whole thing so yeah almost a reality tv show type oh yeah thing. one last thing i wanted to ask you before we end Please. have you ever taken the 16 personality type things because when you oh, were yeah. talking about attachment styles and like communication styles i thought of that what are you ipst what i i think it's called it's not that's not a thing you ISPT mean, um, or something it's ISPT. called like I think it's like the a thinker or something I might have to do that again because I also did that in like third year and so I feel like it's ISTP the the virt- virtuoso no it's not that it might be IPST that's but not anyways, how it works <laughs> okay I'll what I'll do is I'll do it again and we'll share next and, time and we'll share next time I wonder which one is the thinker the logis- logician? That one. INTP? INTP, yeah. Oh, okay. I think I'm like ISFJ. So we're like the complete opposite. Opposites? Except we're both yeah, that introverts. Makes sense. That makes sense. I thought you would be an extrovert, though. I don't know. That's what the test said. Maybe it's different now. Okay, your homework, your homework is to retake My this homework? We'll yeah, I'll take it that as a learning point. <laughs> your learning objective my learning for objective our for small week. group tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, well, right, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we know it's been a long time since we've uploaded an episode. Do we have any shout outs to give? I think I want to give a shout out to my sister because I missed her on the shout out for the first episode and she got real mad. Um, so I just want uh, to say yes. She was so she was so she was supposed to come on. But that was kind of bad scheduling on our part because totally uh, our lives are dumpster fires but we we want to have you on for a guest episode yassi um and if you're also listening i love you i appreciate you you do a lot for me and you're a great therapist and future psychologist <laughs> any All shout right. outs you want to give no i think i'm okay okay well thanks for listening and we'll see you next time on feeling upwards forever